You are listening to the Savage Fincast Retro, Episode 20, Freak Force 7 and 8. Chicago. A criminal mastermind called Overlord held our city in its terrifying grip. Ordinary cops were losing the battle against Overlord's super freaks and mutants. Then, a miracle happened. When I found him, he had no memory of his past. I helped him find an identity and a life. Now we have a fighting chance. Now we have the dragon. This is a Savage Fincast, the only podcast trademark that trademark brings you trademark. The trademark, classic trademark, Savage Dragon trademark, issues trademark. I'm Raven Perez, trademark. I'm Jim Purcell, trademark. I'm Craig Olson, registered. Ooh, you fucked it up! Let me just say that you're listening to a podcast dedicated to all things Eric Larson and Savage Dragon, but in particular... You're listening to a FinCast Retro, where we go back and look at old issues that we're not covering in real time. It's stuff that happened when you were young, guys. And we got a very freaky force couple of issues here for you. Number seven and eight, Freak Force. Get Coming your freak in. on. It's going to get real damn freaky. Guys, let's just get it right into the meat and potatoes. Enter Kill Cat... I had not read this until this show. Let me say how incredibly weird an experience this was for me. Yeah. As as someone who was just used to Kill Cat for years of reading Savage Dragon to read his introduction here in Freak Force. This is much like- so this is the first appearance of Kill Cat chronologically. Uh it, it, we, he hasn't been seen in Savage Dragon at all. Up to this point. Right. No. This is what? very first. So it is. So, yeah. So so I am right to think this is. it was a bit bizarre as well. Because, again, I have also not read this. And so it's super weird yep. to have Kill Cat without a Kid Avenger. <laughs> yes. To be somewhat reasonably competent. Yes. If just is. arrogant. Yeah. He, he's yeah, definitely. Like a touch he, of silliness. Yeah, he's definitely not the clown he would become. <laughs> right. There's there's hints of it, but it's not full blown. Right. He's not a Bieber. Belieber. This this seems like a kind of kill cat that when he jumps at a guy with an afro, the guy goes, Oh my lord because he's actually scared of Kill Cat, which is just weird. No, he's probably was scared of Batman. I'd be scared of Batman. Yeah, the Dark Knight. There's a lot of Batman. The go- gossip is clearly the Riddler. Good point. Right. Just even the, that that splash page is clearly a Batman-esque splash. splash uh, looking down at the guys unloading the truck. His shadow is clearly a Batman shadow, you know. I mean, it's, it's so obvious, but... As I read... Kinda, I, I kind of like it. It's <laughs> as obvious as that big guy's uh, chest logo. Yeah, 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 the big guy's yeah, yeah. clearly got a Batman... 
pastiche that's going a, on. That's a, that's, a, that's definitely a hawk. Not no trademark violated. <laughs> well, also too, like just some weird things. Like clearly, uh, Kill Cat kicks that big dude, and he oozes his fucking friends. Yep. You one would assume to death. I, yeah. yeah, generally. I don't see how you center that. mass like that. Not a good day. <laughs> yeah, those bullets are uh, going through, going through. But here's what I, this is what I mean by like, um, like competent. He beats these guys up. This he wins. Yeah, he doesn't bumblefuck his way not, through. Yeah, not on accident. <laughs> and and then he calls gossip's bluff. You're bluffing. He's hard. <laughs> He's hard. That kill cat. Just completely, it, it's a little strange. A little strange. Um, I like I like Vic Bridges' take on him though. Like, yes, yeah, the way he looks, he looks cool. I think it looks really cool. And uh, Vic slip, slipping into uh, more confidence. I think uh, with this issue, you know, I'm slipping into the Vic zone. You know, I wasn't a fan, but like, I think Vic's doing good things in this issue, dude. I think these zoom ups that you're bluffing. I think like there's great body, like the body language during the fight is not quite as stiff. Right. The Batman pose, the Batman splash is great. I mean that's that's a great splash. Lots of good silhouette. Just good shit. Just good shit. I'm, I'm very surprised. <laughs> so how do you guys is- feel about the Freak Force workout apparel? line (laughs) listen jim thanks for bringing it up because i don't understand what a single f means it's not a single f see 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 it's got the little split so in fact there are two f's no it's it's a single (laughs) f no it's a single it it, 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 it's implied there are in fact two f's because it's split nope it's nope (laughs) it's not look at look at the f's on the windows yeah (laughs) <laughs> that was a sheepish a sheepish uh, yep yeah listen it, it is it makes no sense at all it either means free court means force but you wouldn't you just wear a fucking like thing that just says freak um mm, i'm struggling i'm struggling with it I, i'm I glad you I brought it up <laughs> I, I feel like vic feels the need to do that in all like his characters like clothes Feels the need to do the logo. Put a logo on everything, yeah. Or well, the image eye or something. How how would you know they were on a super team if they weren't all matching? And the funny pr- thing is, like, if if it was Eric, he would just leave him in costume all the time. Right. <laughs> Vic Vic does a thing where they're always like, which is kind of cool in a way, I guess. I, I can respect that. Is that they're not always in costume, and a lot of times when they're not fighting, they're definitely out of costume you, you do get the sense because as i understand it vic had some like hang-ups about drawing like the sexier women so like he puts them in these baggy clothes that covers up everything yeah <laughs> that's a good that might be a good point he, he was a uh, was he a uh, um is he jehovah witness i or think something? one of those yeah mormon he one of those he uh he got out of comics right or at least superhero comics because he thought they were too racy right right or at least that's the story. So I don't know if I'm reading too much into that, but it is it is interesting to me the way he dresses Dart and Rapture when they're in civ- civilian clothes. Um, because it isn't like, like how isn't like how, dra- how Eric does it. Uh, 
in our in our previous retro, not only did we have some very overt nipples, but a very sexy dress at dinner, on date. So it's just it's just a different way of doing it, I suppose. Yeah, I was gonna say it is funny, Craig. You mentioned that Eric doesn't generally take them out of the costumes, but uh, I guess in those early Savage Dragons, we did get to see like dinner dates and just street clothes. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that did happen for sure, but not not super often. This I, this is good. I was gonna say I don't care if I ever see Hordish straight on like this ever. Oh my again. god, these lips. <laughs> You know, the thing is, is everyone has a worst angle, and that's her worst angle. Straight on, bro. Yeah, it's, I can't it, deal. It's definitely one of those things that, like, Eric would avoid doing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, that's right. Because I, I, I just think that some people just can't draw her, and I think Vic just can't draw her. Like, the lips and stuff, it just doesn't come off right. The thing is, is Vic actually has some incredible Horduses. Um, there's some really good Horduses later on. And like I said, I'm really like warming up to Vic's style. And I think Vic's getting better. Um, but, whoa, there's some Oogie Horduses. <laughs> so Oogie, man. So weird. The straight on Hordus. Yikes, magikes, my dudes. But a characterization, I like that, you know, again, we're talking about, like, Kill Cat getting introduced. This is stuff I didn't get. Like, here's a panel where uh, Hordus is talking about, you know, she's just staring out the window, and she's like, well, I was locked up, so sometimes I just like to, like, watch people go by and watch the world. And I was like, whoa, that's some characterization I never got. In the regular book, yeah. I never got that. It's, it's so crazy how substantial Freak Force really was. And of course it also teases something else going on that you know we don't know about yet but is going to probably pay, pay off later. Oh yeah, yeah sure. This apparent super team moving in across the street. Right. So there's a lot of kind of things getting set up in this issue. I think this is one of the better Freak Force issues. Mm-hmm. Um, between this and then the very next page, you get some more setup. You know, you, you learn that we're going to probably learn some more backstory between Ricochet and Barbaric mm-hmm. uh, and, and where they're coming from. They've got some kind of secret that they're hiding from the rest of the team. And at the same time, we see Jerry, who we know uh, as Jerry the Inhabitor, eventually, and he shows up in Savage Dragon, uh, and he's tied to it. And then, of course, behind the scenes, Chelsea Nirvana is kind of playing the fiddle, like just stringing everybody along and just trying, is, is coming up with some kind of master plan. She just seems to be in the shadows everywhere. Yep. Working overtime, that Chelsea. Um, I gotta say, I'm not talking about wild things and weird, wild, sort of like weird things. Is it like um, these kind of like cybernetic, like uh, super patriot tentacles? <laughs> Doctor Octopus arms. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just just guarding the stairwell. And uh, yeah, they're, they're weird. I think, and, and they, they are weird because I actually kind of forgot. I because I thought they were still like the only money they have is coming from like that first big uh, bus they had. Right. Yeah, they were like broke, you know. Yeah, and, like and now now they have tentacle arm security devices. That seems a little advanced. 
Yeah, I, I'm also a little confused on that. Did they have a windfall of some kind? Like, I know we missed... They have this headquarters, so something happened, and they got a headquarters. Right. Well, they got some, they got some money from when they beat... What was his name? Natural Disaster or... Yeah, Major Major Disaster. disaster. Uh, that's what got them set up in the new, new, new digs. Right. Right. But... <laughs> Yeah, they definitely got some uh, high-tech uh, tentacle stuff. Let me just compliment... Just in case someone opens the door from the, <laughs> the rooftop. Uh, let me compliment Vix Hortis the, in the panel where she's like, uh-oh, and on the roof there's mm. an intruder. That's a good Hortis. Yes, it's, I'm not just going to be shitty. And there's some good Hortises on these subsequent pages, too. Interesting that she's in like a uh, bikini top and raptures hmm. and a dumpy t-shirt. Also, what's <laughs> going on with her hair? Is she wearing a net? I guess that makes sense because she has so much fucking yeah. hair. And Barbaric's got the latest in the new image line. <laughs> <laughs> Super Patriot, he just sleeps in his clothes. Right. And also, I, what I love is like Super Patriot also has these hentai tentacles. <laughs> just like we never see this i'm just saying and what's funny is uh the letter somebody in the letters is like i don't like it like what nope. he, like his arms well, his behave little, weird and he, different. his uh dickle appendages <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude he's, he's how about violent. that weird uh, how about the weird uh dolphin sculpture in the background <laughs> yeah. yeah that's how you know they're into the money they got that fucking. They got that sea there's life so many, series. There's so many weird pictures. Like, like Vic Bridges cannot help himself of putting all these pictures in the background. Yeah, like, definitely. One, like the one with the eyes. Like, what is that? He definitely populated the. He populated their world sparsely and weirdly. <laughs> Very sparse. He was more of an outdoors guy for sure. I feel like a lot of like Vic's panels are just like the same angle. Like it's a straight on. on. Yeah, it's yeah, the, it, the dead on, the toy angle. Yeah. You got to move the camera, dude. You got to have weird an- angles and stuff. I mean, he does put his characters in weird positions. Like when, when Ricochet's hopping in, she's coming in at an odd angle. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, I guess that's the only one. <laughs> um, so here's the thing. All right, all right, you see this bit where Barbaric has Kill Cat by the head and Mighty Man comes in to slug him, but he misses and hits Barbaric instead? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I crazy, or does Kill Cat have, like, a luck-based power? <laughs> I don't think so. I, I For some reason, I thought that was a thing, but I guess maybe not, because it seems like it was, like, how he slipped free and made that happen seem really convenient. Uh, I guess maybe because Anne is still inexperienced, it's still kind of odd. It's it's odd in the way that some of this action is odd. Like, some of the action, again, you don't have the fight choreography that Eric has, where, like, you see, like, a guy wind up with his fucking right hand in one panel and then deliver a right punch in the, another, in the next panel. Like, it's just sequential art. So, basically, like, you're getting weird. There's weird sequential art. If you want to flip back to uh, when Kill Cat's breaking in, like, you see him jigging, jiggling with, a you know, a key latch, and then the next thing he's, like, what, falling through a wall? Like, it's down some stairs? It's very confusing what's going on there, right? And 
I think. Well, I should... think what happened was he got tripped up by the tentacles, and then he started falling down the stairs. Yeah, because he's all but wrapped saying, up. With, he's all wrapped up with the tentacles when he's falling. Just saying, though, there, there's some weird sequential art stuff going on here. Like, it's just some weird stuff. Is all things Eric wouldn't have done. I think, possibly. And uh, Dart is also uh, actually everybody's wearing image eye uh, sleeperoos. Yeah. <laughs> All matching, weird. They must have got a bulk deal. Uh, they're getting paid <laughs> to advertise. <laughs> oh, we're such about the, the scene where uh, the, the, the <laughs> I'm going to continue it too. The the <laughs> panel where uh, Super Pager. So it's like after the whole confrontation with Kill Cat, mm-hmm. they're all settled down and talking now. And, like, Super Patriots, like, lifting some, like, 1930s, like, dumbbell. <laughs> <laughs> what are you building? Like, the muscle in your robotic arms? No, I don't no, understand. he's working, at, working his uh, upper back and shoulders. Answered okay. in a letter, believe it or not. A letter writer criticized that and said, dude, his arms and his, his strength in his arms is set. Like, what's he exercising for? He's a moron. Eric said, well, he can still work out his, like, chest and abs and, like, back. So I mean, yeah, I mean, his tor- he, he, he does have a super soldier torso, though. So does he? Oh, he, oh yeah, yeah. He has he has superpowers. Okay, well, Vic fucked up, and Eric covered for him. Well, Eric's still a gotta, liar. Still got to work on it, right? Yeah. Busted. Eric's a liar. Got it. Yeah, he was. Uh, if I remember correctly, he was experimented. He was a American well, soldier. Right, yeah. Got experimented on by the Germans. They turned him into a super soldier. Then he kicked all their asses because they're dumbasses. Uh, became <laughs> super patriot, and then you know. When he got his limbs chewed off, he got the cybernetics, but he was still a super soldier. Well, he probably still needs to work out. Yeah, get that with back, his, that giant, that back, back, back definition. Yes, <laughs> it is hilarious that it is a giant black circle weight, <laughs> not a plate, just a giant cartoon weight. Yeah, not adjustable at all. That's that weight is one weight. I gotta say. Uh, Kill Cat in his uh, civilian outfits could not look like more of a rapist. Oh my god, he's such a like. <laughs> he lives in the seventies, I guess. Creepy. Yeah. And Eric, Eric had an answer for that. He said his hair needs to be that way to cover his cat ears. That makes sense. Wait, no. But, <laughs> but I, I love his. I love his blue car. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on there? What? His blue car. You mean the taxi? Oh, is that a taxi? Oh, it does have a little taxi thing on top. Yeah. It's not his car. He's he's in Chicago. He flew in from Detroit. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah. Is, it is a blue well, the, taxi. The taxi is pretty funny looking. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. There's some wacky stuff going on. This dress Dart is wearing is weird, too. Just because of how, like, normal it <laughs> it's is. All weird. It's, it's all weird. It's all weird. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, It's awkward. Like the finger under the nose. Like, I know what it is. I know people do that. It's just a weird thing to draw. Augie's going to be so mad at us. I know, dude. You dicks. Here I was praising the art. Super fan, Augie DeBleek. I thought this was a good issue, too. But the art is kind of silly in some places. Um, Also... I, yeah, no, I was just going to agree. I think that, like, Vic is doing good things. Like, there's an improvement on body language, for sure. 
like let's appreciate you know uh, barbaric leaning on that pummel horse you know and on that same page dart storming past it's good body language dude Vix Vix getting more chops with every issue he is I love we're we're getting more characterization of Kill Cat so he's turning more into the goofy guy like that that airport interaction was pretty funny oh yeah yeah he's thick and he's stupid. No, like, that's a great thing, is that, like, by the end of this issue, even, I feel like Kill Cat, like, gets more dialed in. Yeah. I, I like the fact that, you know, Dart and Kill Cat used to fight crime in Detroit, and now she's in Chicago. Like, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Cool little development. Oh, there was something else. Where was it? Well, did it come up in this issue? No, I think it's next issue. We'll talk about it then. Um, is Kilgate wearing gloves because he has... Claws, yes. Claws? All right, that's what I thought. All right, just checking, just checking. And again, we see uh, creepy uh, Chelsea Nirvana. So, mm-hmm. the way she's in shadow is really weird because it makes her look like she's wearing a black bodysuit and like she has a little <laughs> bit of hair poking out. Yeah. <laughs> I too thought that. I was I'm, like, Ooh. I'm pretty sure she's not in a black bodysuit with a little hair poking out. I'm pretty sure she's just in shadow. Tangent-wise, uh, I think Anne's roommate standing uh, behind her as Anne is in the closet. Right. It makes her look like her roommate's, like, hung herself in the closet. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just like, when I first looked at that, I was like, I was like what the hell? <laughs> she fucking kill herself? What's going on? That's awesome. <laughs> the greatest <laughs> I was like what it's a tangent that's uh, all it's a tangent fuck this life I'm out of here <laughs> it's only one way out of this comic fuck you Ann and your bob <laughs> no Jim I also thought uh, Chelsea was in a bodysuit <laughs> at first <laughs> um you're gonna see Vic is doing interesting things with shadows um um uh, perhaps inspired by savage dragon number 10 um he does more and more uh weird silhouette stuff uh in the next issue whenever we get to that one um we close out with the coven of the sword uh dealing with this strange uh phenomenon that has burst from the capsule that dropped from space and they so, are not yeah so that was what last issue right issue six we've got that mm-hmm. little epilogue with the capsule and the weird cybernetic ant like whatever scanned a real ant mm-hmm. and became a robotic ant mm-hmm. so I guess that's what that's this is kind of alluding to well I actually know because I've read it but <laughs> well it's a slow build uh, and again it's kind of like uh, it is kind of cool like you uh, you know you were saying Craig to have uh, things slow build like man just slow builds all over the place on the freak force yeah, I love the Covenant. I think they're like the aim of Savage Dragon, you know? Like, it's just mm-hmm. kind of neat to have this Cobra-esque, aim-esque super villain group. Uh, and they've got some kind of station out in the Amazon. Getting their ass. Patch. Getting uh, their ass great. handed to them by robot ants. Yeah, great Dave Johnson design with the little chain mail and the, the garb. I don't know. Yeah, the full body like <laughs> tunic. 
Yeah. I like it. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. Um, before we jump into the letters, uh, how'd you guys feel about this issue overall? Honestly, not a lot happens. I mean, kill. it's good character stuff, Kill Cat showing up and making dirt, like, get her out of her comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, we just get a bunch of, like, set up for a bunch of stuff that's going to happen in the future. Yeah, I agree. But that's what I like. I mean, obviously, he's introducing a character that he's going to have around in the series for a while, so you got, like, that important setup. So you get that little action scene in the beginning. Wait, who, 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 who? Kill, Kill Cat. Cat. But he's not going to be around. He just got sent back to Detroit. Well, he'll be but, around in the pages of Savage Dragon oh. and, and just in general in, in the highbrow universe. So I guess I never really uh, put two and he, two together gets, and realized that this was his like first appearance in the Dragonverse. Yeah, he's he's mm-hmm. going to be getting his own series soon, too. Right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. After this. Yeah. And I guess that would be where Kid Avenger comes from. Uh, yes. Yep. Yes. I, I guess that's why I always assumed they were a duo, because that's when the first time they show up in Dragon, they're together already. Yeah, to me, again, Jim, like, I'm in the same position you were. To me, when I, by the time I'm introduced to them, they're Kill Cat and Kid Avenger. And right. then, like, so it's just very, like, weird getting it in reverse here. But, yeah, that's absolutely the chronology. And, like, he even, like, tells someone in a letter, he's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know, Kill Cat is going to be having his own deadly duo, you know, like series and it's going to have kid avenger too so it's funny because like he absolutely like knows what's going on like he's got plans for this stuff it's coming it's just you know in this very first issue here he is all alone (laughs) he's he's heartbroken that dart left detroit and that carries on to this day to he's constant well i guess not to this day because dart's not jill anymore but for a long time during the series, um, but yeah, so you you know that's important introduction of, of Kill Cat, like you said, Jim. There's a lot of setup. There's two or three different things going on. Um, one thing that we didn't touch on, which is another setup, I believe. Let me see if I can find. Uh, yeah, so we didn't talk about uh, the conversation. Between Rapture and uh, Dart, and you know, Dart's like you know, making a point that there's like so oh, many oh, more super so, villains so that, in Chicago. That is in this issue. Yeah, I found yeah. that interesting. Like there was like, I mean the whole the whole Savage Dragon premise is that Chicago for some reason was overrun with super freaks, and the cops couldn't handle it. I'm just repeating the the intro song. <laughs> <laughs> I wondered why you were winding down like that. I was like, Jimmy, okay, <laughs> breathe, breathe." But that was like the whole thing about Dragon is that they got they finally got a super powered cop who can fight them. And I don't know if there was ever really an explanation ever given, although there was. Yeah, some, there is. And there in, was, we'll talk about it in issue eight of Freak Force. Is, you, you start to learn, and Freak Force kind of develops it, and the pages go. The story continues in the Savage Dragon, but if you've only ever read Savage Dragon, you miss that chunk. And so that's why kind of reading Freak Force is important. Yeah, I, I'll, I'll say that. I'll say that I actually, even though it could be argued that not too much happened, I really like the characterization going on here. 
I really liked seeing like Hortus, you know, staring out the window because she'd been locked up. You know, I really liked seeing like Dart and uh, Kill Cat's, you know, initial interactions. Um, yeah, just like I don't well, it's know. Not even their initial interactions. It's you know they've they've known each other for a while, so it's like right, they're seeing right. each other again. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. I mean, so, so yeah, just to, to kind of piggy on that, it's the it's the Kill Cat kind of intro, learning about him and Dart. It's you know Dart and Rapture talking about you know why is Chicago of all places overrun mm-hmm. by uh, superpowered beings? There's this other kind of FF type. Uh, I don't know if there are other like superhero team or what that's moving in. There's the secret between Ricochet and Barbaric that's a big deal that they don't want other people to know. And then Jerry the Inhabitor shows up on the scene and you're like, you know, there's some tie in there. Um, So it's a lot, you know. There's just a lot that's going to pay off over the next few issues or through the series actually. And then a callback to the Covenant of the Sword. Yeah, and Anne's got a bad feeling about, like, Chelsea Nirvana. You know, it's it's good. It's good stuff. Yeah, yeah and Chelsea's continuing to, like, put her plan together. I, I think it's good. I, I think this is a pretty good issue. You know, a lot of shit was going. A lot of irons in the fire. Um, the letter section i just got like you know medium-sized notes compared to issue 11 like a little bit less but uh basically largely everybody was blown away by the mighty man reveal uh we talk about like how i think we talked about it in the last retro like how would people feel you know people were fucking pretty flipped out they uh were kind of shocked by it um vanguard's wally was eric revealed that vanguard's wally is named after beaver's brother wally cleaver and leave it to beaver that makes sense yeah and Eric points that out in a letter that is referring to all of those retro TV shows like Green Acres and all that stuff, which we were poking fun at. Um, Eric states he came up with uh, Mighty Man's origin, and it was Keith who came up with uh, Raptures. So that's kind of weird and interesting. Um, there is a uh, writer who struggles hard with Anne being Mighty Man, <laughs> compares it to Whoopi Goldberg being possessed by Patrick Swayze in Ghost. <laughs> what? <laughs> you remember in Ghost when, like, Whoopi yeah. Goldberg gives her body to him and she dances yeah. with Demi Moore and it's like... And then they... Don't they kiss? Like, I don't so, remember. Probably. So, sounds So right. basically they kiss, but then the whole thing back then was like, oh, but she would have been kissing Whoopi Goldberg. Of course, you know. Oh, my God. Right. Well, this writer, the letter writer, he's like, oh, my God, scary. Scary. And his mighty man? Scary. I was like, oh, it's so funny. Um, And this is, dude, I got to give a special, this letter felt like a gift from the past to our present. One incredible letter writer suggests that Ann Stevens could ejaculate his mighty man and artificially inseminate herself oh. as Anne to, to get pregnant with Mighty Man's baby. And oh. Eric actually responds to it and says it oh. is possible, but the baby would kill her because it would be super powered. Oh, that's unfortunate. 
<laughs> Isn't that insane? I never thought about this. As sick fuck I'm as I'm surprised you've never thought about it. I don't know. I was I guess I assume Mighty Man was uh sterile because he's magic. Yeah, I just thought I he fu- wouldn't <laughs> I just thought I he wouldn't fully, shoot. I fully expect a Facebook post of Raven's words of wisdom <laughs> relating to this. Bro, I, I again like Jim. Well, I if, just if thought, he if he can piss, so we know that. So I assume he's got all the biological functions. Otherwise, what's funny is that man. like, didn't we only ever see him pissing in Freak Force? Yeah, yeah. So I, I didn't know he could piss until this year. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like to learn that, that that's, that's man, why Anne was so like didn't know what she was doing in the bathroom. <laughs> I. That letter, as soon as I read it, my mind was completely fucking blown. I was like, whoa, wait a minute, what? And uh, the fact that Eric actually acknowledged it and was like, yeah, it's possible. I am, I am pretty sure that Mighty Man, as Mighty Man, has not had sex. Uh, if only because it would be very no dangerous. Superman could do it. Superman plows Lois regularly. So, yeah, true. Dragon plows women all the time, and yeah, he described the world. That's he true. described the world as being made of bubbles. So it's like, come on. When you go to like touch a baby's soft little head, do you just explode your fist through it? No, I'm saying you know, you know how to hold back. But ba- babies are a lot Sometimes. tougher than they look. <laughs> is that the Fontanelle? Oh, God. There goes another one. Boop. Just don't let me touch your baby's soft head. I can't do it. Yeah. You get some more uh, character creating. More character creations. Uh, apparently, J. Scott Campbell just created a whole new super team for Eric. <laughs> he just cranked it out, I guess. You know You know what's so weird? Is that, like, we got this baby from Gen 13's own J. Scott Campbell... Why is it that these create a character drawings look so much worse than his uh, his Gen thirteen work? What do you mean? Like I'm just saying, like if he did these in ninety two, right? Did he really change that much that fast? Probably. I mean, wh- what is the status of Gen thirteen at this point? I I actually didn't even think the series had started yet. I thought it was me quite, either. I thought it was quite late uh, in Wildstorm's uh, existence. So this drawing is dated 92, but this comic is published in 94. So Gen yeah, 13... I mean, it, it, remember, it was like... Gen uh, thir- oh, 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 wait. They first appeared in 19, uh, 1993 in Deathmate. Remember, uh, it was marketed as Gen X, and they had to change it. Right, uh, to Gen 13. So the series started in 94, which is actually earlier than I thought it did. I'm just saying, look how much he changed in, like, two years. Yeah. Well, you know. I mean, does it look bad? I don't know. I can't tell. It still it looks, looks pretty, pretty damn good to me, though. It looks good, en- it looks good enough for 1992. It's wonky, is all I'm saying. Compared to Gen 13, it's I will, wonky. I will say, like, all of these, like, character drawings, the other ones, except for uh, Captain Conservative, we'll get to him in a second, are all, <laughs> yes. all, all very uh, Cyber force Extreme. Oh, yeah. yeah very... I like the spore guy. He looks cool with his. I like, think he looks knee cool chance. too. Yeah, look that at that hand. I think he's he could be like a, 
modern character, dude. Like kind of like Jimbo. Like like you said, Craig, he's got a timeless look um, compared yeah. to the rest of these guys. Especially that um, right. knobhead there. I like the rope belt. <laughs> knobhead. <laughs> Which is a knobhead? He's got a dickhead, that's for sure. Now that he's got his hood down. <laughs> I like his rope belt. Oh, this is good, dude. I like I like him. Jim, Captain Conservative. It's uh it's uh, War and Terror's prototype. <laughs> I just it's a guy with a clan hood. Yeah. Is like. <laughs> very on the nose. <laughs> very as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, shit. Wow. He's got the Patriot mm. stripes, and he's got... Well, he's got a bat for some reason. Mm-hmm. Or an eagle, I guess. I'm sure he thinks he's a hero. He, he himself is a hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hero of his own story, for sure, you yeah. know. Um, on the next page, we've got uh, a bad rock in just a t-shirt the you know image eye apparel fucking everywhere apparently get rocked but, uh, i like this i like bad rock in plain clothes uh yep this is jason pearson right because that's who's yeah. i guess doing the story yep yep it's pretty cool it's pretty good bad rock uh so spawn 23 is the fbi cia or the police who will reach spawn first the conclusion of the hunt Written and drawn by Todd McFarlane, 195 only from Image Comics. It's crazy because Dragon's only on issue like 10. Yeah. Because Eric did the miniseries and then took a little break. Um, yep. And Spawn's already on 23 at this point. Uh, I, I actually thought McFarlane stopped drawing Spawn a lot earlier than this. Me too. Like, what's up with this? I think he stops at 24, I think, is when Capullo... <laughs> The very next issue. <laughs> I think so. It's it's around that time. Because I stopped buying it. It's kind of like... I bought like one or two Capullo issues and it just wasn't... It's definitely not the Capullo art that he draws now. Yeah, Capullo, a madman. So, a strong-armed madman. So this Wildstar ad for the, for the, uh, for the Sky One trade paperback... Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not really notable, except for the fact that on the top it promises every page, cover, ad, promo, everything. So it's promoting that the trade will have all the ads. <laughs> yeah, isn't that weird? That's weird, right? Like, I guess all the Wildstar ads, not like the ads that were in the Wildstar comics. It, it, is, I... it is a weird thing to advertise. Will, will this page be in it? I have to ask. I think it's notable because of his pink nostrils, and I hate him. You hate those pink nostrils? Fill them with red. That may be that. Okay. Fill them with red. I hate the pink nostrils. Or gray. Or something. Or not have them. Or not have them is also 100% acceptable. Well, wild ones, what are you waiting for? All right. You, hmm? I was just going to say, do you guys like the ombre effect on Wildstar's logo? Ombre? Ombre? Oh, the, like sort of sunset, yeah. sunset-y look? Oh, you mean like the... Okay, so here's what I associate that with. with. Uh-huh. That's what the Bigfoot monster truck logo looks like. 
Yeah, it's like State Fair T-shirts. It's like it's like uh, it's like it's supposed to be like reflective chrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't like if that. instead of instead of Wildstar, if it said Together Forever, <laughs> I'd have been like, yeah, I can see it. Moving right along, you know, Freak Force Eight. Look, I want you to note two things on this, okay? For one, this is a deceptive cover. You Do, know, does it lie to us? Super Patriot in peril. That's the that's the proposition here. For two, um, we got Barbaric almost completely in silhouette. Just take note of it. At any rate, moving right along, it's a pretty good cover. But I just think Savage Dragon as a series doesn't have a lot of like. Uh, false peril you know what I mean usually like the scene is pretty well represented in the comic also yeah, also sometimes I've definitely seen some also Vanguard is here yes that's a good looking van weird because he's not so gigantic yeah he's not he's more stupid buff yeah he's more proportionate but that's a good dart and a good mighty man a real yeah. good dart and mighty man so, I want to bring the attention to the credits page really quick. Yes, sir. There's something very notable here. I think this is the first appearance of the Highbrow logo. Or it at least, absolutely yeah. is. Or the first yep. time we've seen it. Yeah, we're a little he, out of sync in the Dragon comics. He addresses it in the letters page, my oh, friend. okay. Yep, this is the debut. First Highbrow. And uh, Josh Eichhorn is a leggy supermodel. One's got to assume he made it to Dragon's Heaven. Nice. Mm-hmm. A bevy. One of the bevy. One of the bevy, dude. Just up there getting plowed. By dragon. Heaven. By, by dragon. Well, it's dragon's heaven. It's not Josh's. Could be Josh's hell, for all you know. So, right off the bat, we uh, something has changed mm-hmm. with Vic. The, uh, panels, the panels no longer have drop shadows. Not for long, my friend. Not for long, they come back. I want to. I want to point out, like there appears to be someone's phone number there. Did anybody call it? Let's dial. Let's call it now, live. Just kidding. Call Scott. <laughs> Copyright Larson. Two zero one eight four three six nine ninety seven. Just call him. Say hello, Scott. Yeah, I'm doing a podcast. You you Before probably get, get you you get this all the time. I'm sure, but. Where'd I get your number? Freak Force number eight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, the, the shadows aren't here. And I, it felt good, for one. I was like, cool. Moving past it. Putting that in the past. Look, guys. This guy has got an incredibly strong jaw. <laughs> and broad shoulders. Yes. I believe this is the, this is the dude from the, from, uh, the Super Patriot. Uh, yeah, series. Jake, Jake Farrell. His sister was, I, I think, his sister is the mother to Justice and Liberty. Damn, Craig, how do you remember all this shit, bro? To me, Jake Farrell is so nondescript. There's nothing really. Yeah, he's he's military man. There's, yeah, there's nothing really super visually like government suit memorable yeah. about it. Well, he yeah, I mean he's a government worker, like Jim said. Um, you'll see in like the Super Patriot, uh, Liberty and Justice, that he 
I mean, because Super Patriot doesn't know about his kids until they get older, and he kind of helped keep them a secret, I guess. Mm. So I, he's got some backstory, and it's tied in a lot with Super Patriot. So it's kind of cool to see some, you know, cross appearances. Mm-hmm. I would like to point out that this is a comic made in 1994, uh, extreme magnification is literally something Adobe is only just now starting to make a reality in 2021. Just a little funny technology thing. These panels are so boring, though. It's yeah, just, it's oh. a yawn, dude. And then we immediately get to a pretty fun page. This guy about to jump, you know, to his doom. Again, we got more perhaps Spawn-inspired lettering. Just all different colors and shapes and fonts and, like, word balloon outlines and shit. Where's Jerry Rivers? <laughs> Where are those TV people? The detonator is a pretty funny-looking guy. Yeah, and dude. I love that his power is that he explodes if he, like, jumps, right? Yeah, yeah. It hits the ground, and it's like, well, how do you know? <laughs> they even make that joke in this issue. Is? Yeah, I know. It's like, how do you know that's his power? And it's like, uh, we don't. We just have to assume. Get a load of the assholes in the top panel. They're like, jump, jump. Yeah. <laughs> like, are you kidding me? What peckers? By the way, Freak Factor, too busy. So there's a hint to who's coming in next door, right? Yeah. Because it was mm-hmm. an FF. You got us. And then, uh, I mean, if you look at the dialogue with uh, the detonator and what his issue is. It's a Johnny Redbeard creation. Right. And so, you know, we saw him in Megaton Man versus Dragon, and now it looks like he's coming back. And it kind of gives you a hint to, like, what the whole hubbub is with all these, like, we don't know yet, but as Dragon fans, we know that he gives people superpowers. So that's going to be tying in with that whole why there's so many more freaks in Chicago. I got to say, um, this again, talking about sort of fun things that I feel like you would never get in Savage Dragon. Um, and again, it's I kind of enjoy it. Is uh, Rapture going undercover in disguise as a reporter in her, just so in her she, school marm outfit right well just so out that of nowhere can, yeah just so that she can like uh you know get close to electrocute the guy and i'm like i like it i like that's again that's the kind of thing that like i feel like maybe you would never see in savage dragon you know what i mean it is just kind of funny though she just appears in it i've got a plan she jumps in a telephone booth Freak Force still kind of a shabby team at this point. Like, Mighty Man's nowhere around to fly off this guy. You know? Like, they don't really know what the hell's going on. Like, they show up and, like, they're like, well, uh, I guess we should, like, I don't know, let Rapture go electrocute him. How funny is the, the panel where Rapture's marching off and Dart's like, you can't go. And then you see, like, Super Patriot's arms extended. Yep. Grab dart. <laughs> yep. I like the extended arms. I think that's good comedy, dude. You know, I think it's funny. Like again, Vic, Vic confidence growing. 
I think it's funny body language, and I think it's funny just to have the off-panel arms. Yeah, and again, is a super patriot using his tentacle arms. Oh, those tentacle arms, bro. The hentai powers. He's stretchy like Mr. Fantastic. I don't like him. I don't like those arms. No. They, they dissatisfy me greatly. What's funny is, like, to, to, to joke, like, jokes aside, like, it absolutely makes sense that he'd have to have non-lethal ordinance, you know what I mean? Like, you can't yeah. just make guns and only guns. Like, that cannot be really literally what you are. But it's just, and also, too, by the way, I think it makes very practical sense. Like, we talk about, like, what a cool visual it is to see Super Patriot's arms and legs grow so long and creepy like a spider. Um, So it makes perfect sense that his arms can come on out into these long coils. Uh, Just weird. Like I said, as a first time, this is my first exposure to it. My knee-jerk reaction is, man, that's weird. But it actually makes perfect sense. It's just fine. Like, jokes aside, it's only weird because I've been exposed to Super Patriot for, like, almost three decades and have never seen this. That's the only reason it's weird. So, I'm actually fine with the hentai tentacles. I just think it's funny that we're still reading a character in his beginning days where they feel like they can experiment with Super Patriot's powers in that way. Like, I feel like if somebody did a Super Patriot series now... And, like, they had him whipping out the hentai tentacles. I feel like Eric would be like, nah. Nah, we don't do that. I agree. How about this uh, Vix Vanguard is pretty cool. And it's, like, a weird alternate costume with no, like, headpiece. I'm not sure. What is all the backstory? What is the explanation for him not having a helmet? I don't recall any. I don't recall something. anything happening in Savage Dragon or the Vanguard series as to why he wouldn't have his helmet. Right. I was curious. The suit is doing the translating, which is why his words are so his, bad. His syntax is really bad. Yeah, but it's kind of like, what is the story there? I mean, yeah, I can't remember I why mean, he has like the different suit. I mean, it also makes him look the most like Superman yet. <laughs> yes. It's great observation, dude. I was going to say, this is... Because, honest to God, Craig, until you said that Vanguard was, like, you know, ugly Superman, I never made the connection. But, like, holy shit, bro. He's Superman as hell in these pages. Yeah, yeah. No, he definitely is. Um, I think that Vic does a good job pulling off semi-handsome Vanguard because although he is kind of ugly in a way... He's not like some people just drawn completely hideous. Yeah, but he still has he still has some kind of like alien handsome features, like in a way, you know. It's it's like really hard to. I, f- I think of all the characters, Vanguard is kind of the hardest to pull off. Agreed. Of Eric's characters. Yeah, I think you uh, you really nailed it when you said that uh, Vanguard is handsome but ugly, like ugly by human standards, but not hideous. He's not like a right. mutant. And I think a lot of people get it wrong, but yeah, you're right. Vic's absolutely nailing it here. Although, it's completely undone by the how do you suggest we do that, Jake, dart. Whew, that's a rough dart. <laughs> yeah. That's a rough dart. This helicopter is cool. I like this weird helicopter. 
It's definitely loaded up with missiles and junk. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking, it's a murder, murder copter. And uh, I also like this splash page with the, uh, you know, giant metal ant in the foreground. It is interesting that this threat is like, like a nano swarm. It's like consuming material to make more of itself. Hyper evolution. Yeah. Like I, I like that as a, this is actually like a really cool villain concept. And I want to say that this, uh, like, like with absorbing junior, like this is like, uh, the kind of thing that as a reader, I, w- I was just like, Oh yeah, man. Like, their thing is like hyper evolution. Like that's really cool. They're like a little Borg. Um, you guys are gonna have to do some heavy lifting here because I actually forgot to read the second half of this. Okay. <laughs> Every everything after the pinup, I forgot. Well, can we talk about the Ben Herrera pinup? Which I think, you know, at this time he was probably drawing the Star series, but it's a pretty awesome pinup. Yeah, Fuck it's yeah, got dude. a really good look. I really like this style a lot. Uh, it's got, Except it, you know, for it's, or, or this is head. Uh, yeah, she has got some <laughs> serious horse <laughs> face. Uh, other than that, I really like the, just like the general angular look of everybody. Yeah. Well, here's what's so funny. I I'll totally agree with you guys that I think that this is fucking awesome as far as like. The use of heavy black is just incredible, and I think this is one of the best super patriots outside of Dave Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I will say that I love Hordus's weird dinosaur head. You do? <laughs> yeah, I don't love it like I want like Eric to start ripping it off, but I'm just saying, like, you know, at first when I looked at it, I was like, oh, <laughs> I hate that. But, like, it's a dinosaur. He's clearly, like, inspired by, like, a dinosaur, and that's cool. I think that's neat. I think the weird part where there isn't really her head is that her body's kind of contorted, so she like looks really thin. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the where her, looks too big. Yeah. I can't defend that. You are Dude, correct. Barbaric <laughs> looks so badass, though. Yes. Fuck yes. Mighty Man looks fucking badass. Yeah, they all look good. I love it. Very good. Um. It's totally kick-ass, and as you notice, this is the uh, first pinup. Those 90s mid-issue pinup. This is the first one for Freak Force. Is it? Yeah, you're right. Well, I, know, yeah. I noticed they had stopped in some recent the recent Dragons. And uh, it's funny, because in the letters, he's like, yep, we you like it in the other issue, so we brought it here. And I was like, ah, oh, it's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, mid-issue pinups, I'm fucking down for it. Did you guys get get annoyed trying to read the Vanguard dialogue, which I understand is like that because his whatever communication processor translator is broken, but it got so annoying to me trying to I'm, get through it. I'm okay with it. Like, I think it's kind of like, it's it's necessary, I think maybe to like really show the importance of the helmet. Yeah. But again, not knowing why... Vanguard was without his helmet when his suit does such a shitty job translating. It's kind of like, eh, well. Yeah, I should have did some more research. It probably happened in like, I don't know, maybe in his own. Ser- I don't. I don't I mean, recall I it. At some point. What's up? I don't recall it. Yeah, it's something where his headpiece got damaged. I mean, don't don't you remember for a while? Didn't uh, 
what's his girl Roxanne have his you're right. piece. You're right. I'm remembering point. I'm remembering that that Roxanne yeah. had his uh, helmet. I bet you this lines up with that for some reason. Good point. I'll have to go back and look. I, I also don't remember this like symbol for his like his people. Yeah, very weird. <laughs> the little like chest symbol. Yeah. And it's even on the have, ship like, too. Yeah, they suddenly have a mini ship kind of thing, which is weird. Yeah, very bizarre, very weird. Um, I think, again, you know, Vic's body language getting more and more confident all the time. Like, uh, fucking, this, the pose of Super Patriot being, like, carried by uh, Vanguard as he's flying. And then, like, Barbaric just sort of swinging wild and looking scared. Good stuff, yeah. dude. That's good. Like, that's way more competent than Vic could have done, like, at the beginning, even, of the series. I gotta say though, I'm kind of bored with these like ant things. Like, really, they gotta be ants already? Yeah, this, this is their like, debut. You, they could be anything, and they gotta be ants. <laughs> no, they I'm don't okay seem with it, to really pose a major threat. It just seemed like a big dust cloud that are clearing things. Uh, they killed thousands and thousands of people. Like, yeah, it's, it's, great, it's he tells me he's like, dude, he killed all like the ants already killed like a thousand people here, two thousand people here. They're heading for like this city. Like, they you murder really, people. You don't really get that threat reading this, though. You see, like, one or two ants here or there. I don't know. It just seems like they're using giant spaceships and guns to blow away a few ants. I don't know. It just the threat doesn't feel... I will agree uh, that the threat is not very well conveyed. Um, there is even a page where they check in on Barbaric, and he's like, the sound effect is stomp, stomp. How are you doing, barbaric? Stomp, stomp, and like, dude, there's no ant. There's like one little ant in the f- side. It's, right. I think, I think like, Vic didn't do a good job of conveying the destruction of the ants. No, they should be ants like crawling all over people and cars and stuff. I don't know. Human bones. Just, yeah, like, let's yeah. let's put some human bones. Like we just uh, reviewed Savage Dragon, uh, you know, where you know cutthroats like slicing up like people in stores and stuff. And you're right. There could definitely be some like human casualty shown. Instead, it just looks like a bunch of abandoned buildings and ruins and shit. Right. Fucked right. Up. Yeah. That's my main problem. I like the ants as a concept. I yeah. I'll agree with you that uh, the carnage is not well conveyed. Um. By the way, when I said that there was an amazing hordus, get ready. The hordus that is sitting in the seat like a kid, like a little kid. That's one of the best goddamn horduses ever. <laughs> that is such a great, like, the body language is so good on that horridus. Yeah. Where it's like flying eyeball. Spooky. So good, dude. Wally? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's also, too, kind of like, I think a little bit of a bummer where they're, like, kind of talking about how, like, you know, how little action the girls are getting. And it's kind of like, well, you're mocking it. If you're aware it's a problem, just don't do it. Like, you know, <laughs> write, them, write them in something different. You know what I mean? Right. How fucking crazy is it that Super Patriot thought to, like, shoot ants? <laughs> when you think about it, right? Metal ants. So you said the drop shadow returned. You were talking about later in this issue, right? Very yeah. soon, dude. Like, like the uh, panel 
where the detective is like talking to Dart and like uh, Barbaric is most of the background where the dudes are like jump jump there's a shadow on that border uh, yeah, hold on. Let me go back real quick and see that because I thought thick, thick border on the helicopter. Shadow behind. There's a giant shadow in the center of the page, All right, uh, right but, before but, the but, pinup. Okay, but those aren't drop shadows. Oh, well, okay. drop drop shadows in the second to last. The, page. These are like borders. These look are a saner choice. Second, second to last page where Mighty Man discovers the orb. Second that has drop shadows. Uh, yep. Okay, you're right. There are drop shadows at the in the last three pages. You're right. Okay. Yep. He couldn't help himself. Because yeah, I, I, I thought you're I thought you're talking about if you go back two pages before that when you see uh, the page right before the spaceship is shooting the ants. There's like a there's like a big black rectangle behind those panels, but it's also not yeah. really a drop shadow. Right. Nope. So he's still trying stuff. Which I think is better than the drop shadows because the drop shadows are just freaking weird. Yeah, I think all of those like solutions, like thick border, large central black square, are all better than the drop shadow. I don't know why the drop shadow is just so unsuccessful, but it is. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, like look at the second to last page of Mighty Man discovers the orb, and instead of just having his like the last panel on that page, instead of just having it his head within the panel it like comes out of the panel yeah it just seems weird like a weird choice yeah it's weird <laughs> for sure um yeah and then the big reveal is uh cyber force and uh force versus force Vic does a pretty good cyber force like his rip claw is pretty good his striker is pretty good yeah, it's not bad. I, I like the idea of you know these guys bumping into each other. I don't know. Who, I don't know who any. I don't know who any of these people are. It's Wolverine and uh-huh. Cable <laughs> and Colossus. Yep. And Psylocke. And Psylocke. Yep. But different. <laughs> Their whole thing, Jim, is cybernetics. That's right, right. I, I, I understand. I know that part. They're the Project Reborn. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. So, so they're just basically their old generic, their whole genet thing is they're augmented, and so that's it. So you got a force yeah, so of freaks. Well, they're a force of cyber, and they're connected with the covenant, who's connected with Super Patriot. So it fits contextually very well. Um, Next issue, Cyber Force. It's gonna be bitching. <laughs> I'm gonna hold can you, you to say, that. Can you say bitching on TV? <laughs> Mm. And Guys. more Savage Dragon Creator contest runner ups. Look at that dog punching that goddamn hole through Dragon. It's a very strong dog. <laughs> I never, I've listened, understand that I saw that dog long ago when I was a child, and I learned yesterday that that dog is not only got blood, bloodlust, <laughs> but he's strong. Like few dragon characters are, <laughs> and look at Dragon—he's nonplussed. <laughs> mm. Oh well. <laughs> A lot I gotta of say, I, I like the Black Bullet. <laughs> yeah, me too. Actually, I'd agree. Except I—I'm uh, aware of the bullets here. Doesn't matter. There can be more than one bullet guy in the world. 
He's got mom like jeans, dude. Look at his like high. He's got that high waist though. <laughs> the bullet. Okay. He's got that weird like lobster shell armor. I will say. <laughs> I will say this though. The 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 lobster shell armor makes sense if you're a human bullet, yeah. uh, rather than it just being your head. Yeah, dude, because, like, you're going to shred the shit out of whatever you land on or fly yeah, you past. Just, you don't have to go straight through things. You can you can just wing it. Ding it. It's pretty funny to think of it in terms of real life. If someone had those powers to wear, like, a bullet mask <laughs> a or bullet head like that, a elongated, like, cone head thing. Yeah, this makes perfect sense. Perfect. I'm, I'm going to huh. look awesome. I'm going to strike fear into <laughs> villains. And you wouldn't. Everybody would think that you look like lipstick and just <laughs> jokes all the time, dude. I hate this genie-looking fuck that is like, I eat dragon for breakfast. I hate yeah, his hair. As you should. I don't like it, dude. And he's also green? It just seems like that's a dumb choice. Like, dragon's green, so you're going to make your dude green? Terrible. Simply terrible. Do better next time. Can I ask, um, like, before I get into my letter notes, uh, they're pretty quick. Has there ever been a proper Dart logo? I know, like, there's yeah, the Dart well, there's comic. Well, da- there's the Dart comic logo, which is as good a logo as any. Yeah. Dart comic. And I feel like yeah. it showed up on Savage Dragon. Yeah. Cover. I think that was the only thing from that comic that was worth salvaging. <laughs> I just feel like I it's a shame. Right. I think I like this fan logo better than the official Dart comic logo. I don't think the Dart comic logo is bad. I just don't think it's memorable. Well, they can't all be winners. (laughs) Fair. Um, (laughs) So, notes. Notes on this letter. Um, So, Eric states that the highbrow title was created to help readers who were calling Eric's titles the Larson verse, which he didn't like. Uh, he went with highbrow as parody of creators who were getting snotty and pretentious. And again, in my mind, for some reason, highbrow was a parody of legend. But Eric confirmed in an interview he did with us that it fucking wasn't. So That's, that, I know, that is bizarre, considering how similar they are. It is, yeah. inc- it is incredibly bizarre, dude. Um, Eric mentions that he would like to do a Gen 13 team up. We never got it. Uh, letter writer John Ellis suggests that Hortus's uh, Legion of Superheroes name would be Pincushion Lass. And I must ask, James Purcell, star of the Legion of, what is it, the, the Le- Super of Legion cast no, heroes? Legion, <laughs> Legion, Legion of Substitute Podcasters. All right. Did you say the Super of Legion cast heroes? <laughs> So I, I gotta ask, like, so John Ellis uh, has suggested something interesting. If we're gonna call Hortus Pincushion Lass, I just have to ask, Jim, do you have Legion names for all of Freak Force? And if you would be so kind, could you share them with us, please? All right. So let's see what I can come up with. All right. All right. Now this is gonna assume that they're also teenagers. So of course the easy one is Mighty Boy. Oh sure. Okay. All right. Uh, Super Patriot is much trickier. I'm going to go with uh, Gun Guy. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's a Legion. That's a Legion level, sure. Uh, I'm going to go with Dart. Well, Dart's another kind of easy one. You'd call her Dart Lass. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, Barbaric. Hmm. 
possibly barbarian kid or barbarian lad. Kid barbarian? Yeah. Uh, uh, Ricochet, probably. I mean, there's already a bouncing boy, so I can't really just call her bouncing girl. Mm, Why not? Maybe Ricochet last. <laughs> of course, that one's also easy. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Rapture, uh, Rapture, there's a whole bunch of lightning lads and lightning lasses, so she's mm-hmm. even easier. Uh, well, actually, she's even harder, because the, she's, her power's already taken. See, in the, Legion lightning of, ho. in the Legion of Superheroes, the rule is you can only have one person on the team with this, with, you can't have two people on the team with the same superpowers. Sure. Uh, so, I'm gonna go with... Hmm. I can't come up with a good one for her. Darn it. Lightning O. Yeah, I'm not crass like that. The Legion doesn't accept crassness. They're good good boys and girls. What about prostitution gal? <laughs> okay, you can have that one. All right. Lady of the Electric Knight. Right. <laughs> Electrocuty. Nah, it's too clever for a Legion. Well, not... not. Well, early Legion, yes. It's got to be right on the nose. Yeah. Generally, it's it generally it's boy, girl, last lad, kid, and... You know, there's one princess. Queen Rapture. That might work. Queen Rapture? No. Rapture Queen. Rapture Lass. Z- Zap Girl. That's it. Zap Zap Girl's pretty good. Found it. Zap Girl is very Legion. All right. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, you earn your team ring today, Mr. Purcell. That's how it works, right? They get the ring? Yes. Yes, right. that is how it works. Just checking. You get your flight ring. Get your flight ring. Um, moving back to the notes, there is a letter writer, Bob Krell, who states he was born in 1926. He remembers when Superman and Captain Marvel first hit the stands, but he now prefers Mighty Man. I did the math for you, dear listener. Bob was 68 when this issue hit. He'd be 95 today if he's still out there. Nice. Bob, if you're out there, let us know. Uh, a writer suggests, asks if he can be horned as his boyfriend. Eric warns, uh, says, sure, but safe sex is not possible with her. It's fucking just letter page wackiness. And then Eric mentions in reply, some toys are coming from Todd Toys, but not the whole team. Surely, this must be a reference in 1994 to 1996's Super Patriot. Didn't Barbaric get a figure too, or was that just a joke? Uh, Barbaric got a Playmates figure. Ah. So this was a Todd toy, and that was uh, just Super Patriot. Oh, there there was a McFarlane. There, is, there was a McFarlane Super Patriot. Yeah, apparently B- before that there's... Ninja, before that Ninja Turtle line. Yeah. Huh. Ninety six. Yeah. Google it. There, there was Google. a couple of different uh, image characters, I think, in that line, like a young blood, like a Die Hard or something. Let me just say, uh, I'm going to use this uh, moment in time when there's probably no... That's my last note. Um, Let me just say in this moment in time, there is probably no better time to say this. Huge missed opportunity by Todd McFarlane to not constantly crank out all kinds of image toys. Are you kidding me? Like, what the fuck? Why isn't there, like, 
McFarlane Toys of Everything image. It seems like such a direct, you know, doesn't it? Like, through line? You probably could make more money making in more spawn variants. Sure, but you do what he did in the past, which is to say you make a spawn line and then you just throw in a Super Patriot or something. I always thought that well, was... The- well, he did wet. He, he did Wetworks... A whole line of Wetworks characters. I think he did Youngblood characters. This feels like there could have been a lot more done. Yeah. A lot more done, dude. Yeah. That's my notes, my bros. That's my notes. And Bad Rock. And company. And company. Who's that in the middle? It's, um... Uh, Looking like he doesn't belong in this company. Mighty boy. <laughs> boy. <laughs> uh, I will say this. This is a Todd Knock cover, and Todd Knock rules. Uh, put Todd Knock in context for me. I don't know him. All right. So, Todd Knock, well, Todd Knock drew a lot of uh, extreme books mm-hmm. uh, back in the day, but he eventually graduated to drawing Young Justice at DC at some point. Mm-hmm. Uh, then later on, he would create his own uh, super team book called uh, Wild Guard at Image. Mm-hmm. And if none of these are ringing bells, I can't help you. But he is one of my favorite artists of all time. Didn't he do Guardians of the Globe? Uh, no. y- yes. Yes. Globe he, no, no. He did Invincible Universe. Okay. There you go. All right. Cool. Unless what, his Wild Guard was kind of like a young blood. It was like a America. Uh, like it, a it was America's Got superheroes. Talent with superheroes. It was yeah. actually kind of ahead of its time because uh, no one else had done that quite yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just verify something. Todd Nock. And didn't didn't he do the Obama cover? Yes, for Todd Nock. Spider-Man Todd Nock did Invincible Universe. Uh, Obama cover for what? It's amazing Spider-Man. After Eric famously did his Obama cover. Oh, he might have. Dragon. I don't know. I never looked too close at that one. But uh, he's a good art. He's good. Uh, he, he's good. Pretty early here, but I, I like the way he draws. He's got a very like mm, uh, animated style to what he does. It's very very cartoon ish. There's a cosplay. I feel like it's a it's a <laughs> it's a cross between uh, Otley and J. Scott Campbell somewhere in the middle for me. I googled <laughs> I googled Todd Knockhart because I wanted to like you know see what you guys are talking about. And he's really good, but that's not the story here. Todd Nock, the very first thing when you Google him is him dressed as fucking Peter Parker. Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the joke is uh, when that movie came out, Todd, Todd Nock uh, looks just like Peter uh, Peter B. Parker. He uh, does, dude. And so he started cosplaying as Peter B. Parker at conventions because of it. It's good. It's really, it's really good. <laughs> it's hilarious. Yep, good shit. Kick-ass artist, yeah, really good. Uh, well, I think that brings us to the end of this uh, epic adventure. Yeah, um, I just want to say I'm warming up to Freak Force a lot. Uh, you know, when we started, I was kind of like, Bleh. but and like Vic still has his weird moments, but like that doesn't matter. I think he's getting stronger with every issue. You know, I think that they're doing more with each issue, laying down plot threads and like, you know, I think the threats are getting more serious and more interesting. 
yeah, yeah, robot ants, I get it. They weren't really, like, handled visually maybe as kick-ass as they could. But conceptually, I think they're very awesome. So, uh, yeah, man, I'm feeling that same feeling when I just sort of, like, swung full, like, tilt into Ninja Turtles. And I was like, okay, this is fucking great, and I love that I'm getting to read it. Like, I'm really starting to feel Freak Force, like, stronger and stronger with every issue. So, yeah, I liked it. I think it was kick-ass. Cool. So, as always, you can find us uh, on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Anchor FM, uh, Spotify, and YouTube. And if you got any questions or comments or suggestions, you can send them to savagefincast at gmail.com. And I think uh, that's about it. What else you got? For the, for the sake of brevity, yes. That's all, folks. Do 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 do.